0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now.
0: good afternoon welcome to a to z here on locked on sports atlanta where today i ask you it only matters if you win it welcome in we are live here on this friday actually i should say good morning because uh we're doing this a little bit earlier today i have a venture to get to uh this afternoon but i wanted to thank you guys for making this entire week a great week with locked on sports atlanta appreciate you guys uh listening to a to z give me a follow on twitter at mark Zinno. of course follow the entire Locked On Sports Atlanta network at Locked On ATL. Uh, we have a very interesting question I want to pose concerning the Atlanta Hawks coming up. Plus, the Braves will start their second half tonight, and it'll be a big start for Charlie Morton. All that coming up today here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is A to Z. All right, let's start with the big news from yesterday as SEC Media Days wrapped up. Of course, we get Kirby Smart uh, agreeing to a huge 10 year extension for more than 110 million million dollars ah man when he took this job who would have bet on kirby smart getting that kind of contract speaking of betting this segment brought to you by our good friends at betonline.net um so kirby smart gets this huge extension and he is uh you know going to be with the georgia bulldogs till 2031 aka he'll be here as long as he wants uh he can stay as long as he likes unless things turn horribly wrong for a really long time um he's got a job he's pretty secure in his future here in athens uh and one of the things that kirby smart did was uh give stetson bennett a chance to play quarterback and uh i've seen this question tossed around um for the past couple of days on sports talk radio here in atlanta and believe it or not and i mean this genuinely i was having this little conversation on a group text thread i have one of my my friends is from the georgia area and he is a doesn't live here anymore but he's a huge bulldogs fan and um he uh was was posing the hypothetical about making a bet on Stetson Bennett to win the Heisman. Now Stetson Bennett to win the Heisman is 125 to 1. Uh he is a long shot set of odds. You know comparatively speaking last year, you know when JT Daniels uh took the starting job at the beginning of the year, he was one of the Heisman favorites. Uh and I say all this to say not necessarily that you know, whether you're a favorite or a long shot, it doesn't really matter. Um, I say it to say that sometimes figuring out what this is going to look like at the end of the season is very tough, given what you think it would look like at the beginning of the year. Now, I am somebody who has kind of uh, sort of been down is not the right word. I've been optimistic. I've been guarded, I should say, on Stetson Bennett. I think he's an OK quarterback. I don't think he does anything great. I don't think he does anything flashy. I think he's very consistent. I think he's very simple. I think he's very uh, secure at the position. Um, But I don't know that Stetson Bennett makes anybody around him markedly better. Uh, I think he's surrounded by really good talent as most of the players in the SEC are. uh, And he works with them and works with them. Well, Um, you know, I I think Brock Bowers, maybe the best tight end in all of college football is a huge asset for Stetson Bennett. And so that makes his life a little bit easier, but in order to win the Heisman, and I've seen people throw out the numbers and everything else, winning the Heisman, is two parts you got to win it early but you also got to win it late and if you're going to win one of those you better win a bit be, it better win it late not early now uh what i know of kirby smart and what i've seen from kirby smart and his entire tenure here is generally a very conservative minded coach um he has his bread and butter that's running the football that's playing defense and that got him a national title uh it, the best defense in the country Got him a national title, but there is some thought that that could change this year with another year of Stetson Bennett back. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I think there will be a very good test early on to tell you how much he will let Stetson Bennett go out and try to win games on his own. And I'll tell you what that test is in a second. Just a word from our friends on BetOnline.net: your number one source for all of your sports betting info and needs. Find the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, and more, including everything about the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And don't forget, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, one game I will bet on is the season opener, Georgia against Oregon. Georgia is an 18-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, and I'm bringing this to light not because you know, I, I love gambling and I'm a degenerate, which both of those may be true, but I bring all this to light to say that I think Oregon covers that spread for several reasons. One, uh, in the beginning of the year, offense typically lags behind defense. That's generally true for most football teams. It takes a little while for the offense to find a rhythm. Two, uh, Kirby Smart does not run up the score against the his former assistants or coaches that he highly respects, Dan Lanning, obviously coaching Oregon right now, came from Georgia last year. So I don't expect Kirby to be, you know, lining up shotgun with uh, ten minutes left in the fourth quarter if he's up by twenty-one points. It's Probably not his deal. Uh, I, I've just never seen him do that before. And lastly, every time and any time Kirby Smart gets into a game against a high-level opponent, the first half of the game at a minimum is super, super. Conservative, meaning that he's willing to go three and out punt the ball, and put his defense on the field. That's what that means. So I don't think that he's going to be able to blow out Oregon. And that general philosophy is something I think will hold Stetson Bennett back. You know, when Georgia gets up 28 nothing and and they're in the second half, where it's 35 nothing, you know what they're not going to be back and throwing? Why? Because they'll hand the ball off to their second string running back and their third string string running back and their fourth string running back, and they will just eat up clock and give the ball away, and they'll dink and dunk down the field. So if Stetson Bennett is going to put up gaudy numbers, he's going to have to do so in the first half, and he's going to have to throw touchdowns in the first half early enough and to get up 28 nothing. And somebody talked to me about, well, Alabama's up 28 nothing in the second half. Well, the, the difference is, is one, Alabama got up 28 nothing because Bryce Young threw the ball everywhere. That's why. That's not the case for Georgia. That's not who they are. Georgia's a running football team. They always will be until somebody comes along and changes that philosophy from a market standpoint. And I just don't see that happening under Kirby Smart unless something dramatically changes and the quarterback changes. I'm not downing Stetson Bennett's talents or his ability to play the position. I think he's good. But when it comes to winning the Heisman, um, that's a whole different scenario. Furthermore, uh, he can put up great numbers. And will he still be recognized with the likes of CJ Stroud Bryce Young, and whoever else may be out there, whether it's Jackson Smith and Jigbo, I think has got a good shot to win it, if that's a long shot pick. Um I, I, I just don't. Look, getting invited to New York is not enough. That that doesn't cash that ticket as a long shot. He's got to win the thing. That That's what really matters is winning the trophy. So you can get invited to New York because you have good numbers, but that's not going to get you there. Kenny Pickett got invited to New York. He didn't win the Osmond. Did he? No. Did he? Now he finished third. <laughs> it took me a second. I'm like, wait a minute. So anyway, uh, the point simply being that getting there isn't enough. And I don't know where this conversation came from. Maybe it's because Georgia has national title hopes and they, they, they could repeat again. They could go 12-0 uh, before they hit the college football playoff. And all those things may be true. But still, Stetson Bennett winning the Heisman does not really seem like a plausible thing at this point in time. It would take... A season that nobody saw coming from Stetson Bennett. I mean, there's just there's not a track record to prove that Stetson Bennett is going to throw for 3,500 yards, uh, you know, 30 plus touchdowns, and keep it under eight interceptions. What what is the track record for you to believe that? I, I don't say it to down the kid. I really don't. I just say it because, well, it's a matter of fact at this point. And this does not preclude Georgia from winning the national title. It doesn't preclude Georgia from being very good again this year. It's just a question of him winning the Heisman. It's probably not going to happen. At least that's my take. All right, coming up next, a uh, very important question about the Atlanta Hawks, because this goes beyond what is on the court to maybe diagnose the problems. That's next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, you search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Stay with me. Be right back. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. You search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Happy Friday, everybody. Glad we almost made it to the weekend. Hope you're enjoying the end of your week and get ready to have a wonderful weekend here in the A. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Mark Zinner. Of course, follow us at Locked On ATL. Check out all the great shows we got here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. It's hitting Hard with John Chuckery. ATL Day 1's with Jarvis Davis and Trinita Ratiste. Our Braves postcast returns Tonight, after the Braves, take on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which is way too long of a name. Just say the damn angels. Uh, And, of course, Locked On Falcons and Locked On Hawks. And let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks for a minute because something dawned on me. Um, You know, I I often listen to sports talk radio from various different outlets in the country, national otherwise. And it's just, you know, as somebody who's been in this business a really long time, uh, I always like to check out and see what everybody's doing. That said, I heard a conversation on a national radio show about the Golden State Warriors uh, and what has separated them from everybody else and what makes them so good. And one of the things that was pointed out to me uh, in listening was that the Golden State Warriors are the pinnacle of scouting and player development in the NBA. They do it better than anybody else. And it's the reason why they have a – they have built – a, a, a dynasty and speaking of built this segment brought to my friends at built bar you'll hear from me about them in a few minutes but they built a dynasty and uh i wanted to i went back and i wanted to go over some of what they had right so if you go back to their first championship year in 2015-2016 and bear with me here just this will take a second um but you know they had curry they had clay and they had draymond green right those are the three sort of cornerstone pieces you know and the other pieces that they added to the roster at this point in time were uh Harrison Barnes, Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston, right? And so they go out and they win the title. The next year they acquire Kevin Durant. But they also uh and they by the way they lost the title that year. That was the 73 and 9 year that they lost to uh to LeBron James and uh the Cleveland Cavaliers. Under the radar, they got some guy in the 2016-2017 season named Kevon Looney. Hmm. 2017 2018 they pretty much ran it back with the same exact roster a couple of really you know fringe pieces here and there but uh you know they they win the title uh and then again uh you know they, they they run it back with durant one more time uh and they're good right and so you know when they lose the title um in in 2018, 2019, Uh, that was the year that Kevin Durant got hurt, and everybody got hurt, and Clay got hurt, and they lost to the Raptors. The following year, they were really bad, okay? Uh, And in that year, they had no – well, they only had Steph for five games. They had no Clay Thompson. But they made two under-the-radar moves. One, they acquired Andrew Wiggins, and two, they found Jordan Poole, right? Now, Kavon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, and Jordan Poole. And then the following year, after they were really bad, they went back to the playoffs again. They got eliminated in the, in the second round. And in that year, they added pieces like Gary Payton, Otto Porto Jr., and James Wiseman. Now, you go to this championship year, the names Kevon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Otto Porter Jr., and Gary Payton were critical, critical pieces of this championship team this year. Andrew, we- uh, James Wiseman, rather, hasn't played a game yet in a uh, in a Golden State uniform due to injury. But yeah, I bring all that up because, well, very simply, uh, if you look at how they found talent across the board and developed it, even with Steph, even with Clay, and even with Draymond Green, who were there since 2015, 2016, they've been here for the last six years. They've been on this roster and they've been playing, and they've been the cornerstone pieces, but look at the pieces that they added around him. They built a championship roster with all those pieces that they added. What is the common denominator here between the Golden State Warriors and the Atlanta Hawks? You know what that is, and I'll tell you here in just a second. First, a word from my friends at Bill Barr from the people who invented the healthy and tasty greatest protein bars out there comes the latest gift to your taste buds you've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar but guess what your friends have built up giving you the coconut brownie chunk bar the puffs treatment you've heard me tell you about the puffs you know the marshmallow protein goodness that's right the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you'd love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered 100% real chocolate fluffy like a cloud and coconut brownie goodness stop drooling i know just listen, they're good for you, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and delicious. And they're here for a limited time. So go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Guys, I have built bars as part of my daily regimen, whether it's for a quick snack, uh, an in-between meals, something to hold me over dinner, or even a, a after dinner snack where I'm craving something sweet and it's late at night and I don't want to stuff myself with something bad. It the built Bar is the way to go. Go to built.com right now and use the promo code locked15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code locked15 at built.com. Obviously, the common denominator here is Travis Schlenk. Now, Travis Schlenk is the guy who has been credited with finding Draymond Green in the draft, right? Like that, that's his sort of claim to fame here. Well, um, I asked the question, where is the Hawks level of scouting and player development? I mean, is it fair to ask that question and think that they are slacking in that department? Because let's just go over the short track record here, right? I mean, you don't have to think really hard. Who have the Hawks really developed? Well, they developed John Collins, but they want to trade him. They developed Kevin Herter. They already did trade him. DeAndre Hunter, underperforming. Cam Reddish, traded, gone. Now that they're struggling to put together a roster, it's like those pieces, particularly when you look at Reddish and Hunter, who were high-level draft picks, the Warriors never really had high-level draft picks, except for the year that they were really bad when they were able to get James Wiseman, who, oh, by the way, never played for them yet. Um, other, than, other than that, they were drafting at the back end of the first round. So who have the Hawks developed? Trey? Well, I think Trey was already developed. He didn't really need much developing unless you want to talk about his defense, which is very underdeveloped. But in reality, like, who have they developed? If Travis Schlenk was brought here to make this the Golden State Warriors East and build what the Golden State Warriors have built, well, maybe, and I don't want to upset Hawks fans here, maybe, that's part of the problem. I, is it fair to ask? And I ask all these questions. I've been asking a ton of questions about the Hawks because I don't really know the answer. You know, a week ago, it was, you know, uh, is trade more the problem than the solution is his attitude more the problem than the solution. And now I'm sitting here wondering about Travis Schlank and how good of a talent evaluator he really is. Why? Because nothing has changed minus a playoff series win against the Philadelphia 76ers, if they don't beat the Sixers and get to the Eastern Conference Finals, we have an entirely different viewpoint of all of this. If Joel Embiid and company didn't stink, if Ben Simmons wasn't such a wuss, we are having a completely different conversation about the Hawks. And the problem is, is you can't let that one thing jade you to objectively what is going on with this team. Right? You you cannot... In an adage that, uh, you know, guys in their 20s would understand, you can't let the girls' looks turn you away from what is really going on in her cabeza. You get my drift, right? Don't get fooled by that. Got to dig a little deeper here. And in reality, if there isn't one series against Philadelphia that goes their way, they have exactly one playoff series win under their belt. Against Travis Schlink. and he's been here since 2019. So he's going going in on year 1920, 2021. 20. So he's going in on year three, four, three. Anyway, I'm just wondering where's the developed talent because I haven't seen it yet. Oh, maybe Anya Kongu. Great. Okay, I got you. All right. Was Clint Capella a bad trade? No, no, not a bad, not a bad acquisition at all. No hasn't made you that much better like you know i think all these questions are fair until i see a different product i think it's fair to ask these questions and if you're not you might be looking through things with rose-colored glasses or hawks-colored glasses whatever you want to say coming up next uh the atlanta braves will start the second half of their season and a big test on the mound tonight that's coming up next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Final segment, A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Lots to get to here uh, in this final segment. Uh, we got a quick bit of Falcons news I want to get to, plus uh, the Braves start their second half tonight. Of course, make sure you tune into our Braves postcast right after uh, the Braves game ends right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. But first, we have to get to a Shovel of Wisdom. Brace yourselves, because it's time for the Shovel of Wisdom.
1: Yeah, you know how we do it. Every day, people say and do stupid things. Uh, we are here to reward them with a shovel right upside the head. Today, my shovel goes to Caitlin McClure. Caitlin McClure, you probably don't know the name, but if you've seen this story, well, Caitlin McClure, a 32-year-old woman from New Jersey um, who uh, basically put on social media that a veteran, homeless veteran who was down on his luck, um, handed her his last $20 bill to help her fill up her tank with gas after she ran out of gas in the middle of the night. She and her then-boyfriend, Mark D'Amico, started a GoFundMe page to raise funds for the down-on-his-luck veteran. Uh, John Bob was his name. Uh, yeah, that's a weird, name, by the way. Um, if it's real, anyway. So, um, fourteen thousand people contributed to the cause in the following weeks. Well, yeah, it was a hoax. Um, the couple met Bobbitt a month before she claimed, uh, and that Jackson had handed over his last twenty, uh, or that Bob had handed over his last twenty-two um, to Caitlin McClure. Uh, while he was panhandling on under an underpass, while well, McCord fabricated the entire story to help the owners pay it forward, yeah, they did. They paid it forward in big time ways. Um, hundreds of thousands of dollars even went their way. In fact, nearly four hundred thousand dollars. Well, Caitlin McCord um, only gave Bobbitt, according to the court deposition, uh, about seventy-five thousand dollars. So uh, Bobbitt, D'Amico, and McCord uh, were all sentenced in Burlington County, New Jersey, to prison because, well, don't create internet scams. Don't do that. You're an idiot. You're going to get caught. Like, the, the internet's forever. It remembers everything. It knows everything. Like, don't do that. You look like a real idiot. Not fun. Prison isn't fun. She's got to pay restitution. And, yeah, of course, she accepted some sort of plea deal. But yeah, And also don't use homeless veteran man. But, you know, anyway. Uh, speaking of homeless, where it's going to be more like teamless here uh, shortly, uh, the Atlanta Falcons officially placed linebacker Deion Jones on the pup list. You know, the physically unable to perform list. Uh, he underwent off-season shoulder surgery. He's now been put on the pup list. Uh, this is a guy with the highest salary cap number on the team at $20 million for the year. Now, again, we have heard the rumors of Deion Jones' future being somewhat, uh, you know, Atlanta Falcons' uniform limited, as they should be because uh, he's not very good but that said uh I don't know when this is going to happen I don't expect him to be on the team and I think honestly uh if they when it comes to making the final 53 they'll probably cut him I, I don't I don't know I mean look he could stay on the physically unable to perform list he gets paid no matter what the Falcons are gonna pay him no matter what um because his money is is guaranteed so uh it, it it's no real skin off. Deion Jones back one way or another, what really happens? But uh, if this is not a guy that's going to help the team contribute and win, then maybe it's time to look uh, to send him somewhere else if anybody wants it. And if right now nobody's coming calling because I think they all know the Falcons are going to part ways with them. Uh, unless it becomes a need, unless it becomes a need, somebody gets hurt as soon as training camp starts. That's I mean, nobody's wishing for that, but the Falcons are kind of wishing for that. They're kind of wishing that somebody will come along and get hurt and then need a linebacker, and they'll trade. A seventh round pick, a sixth round pick, any any round pick for Deion Jones to take him off the Falcons' Uh or at least some Cap Relief if they really needed it, one way or another. All right, time for a wake-up call here, real quick, from our good friends at Coffee AM. Guys, I tell you about them every day. Why? Because I drink the coffee every single day. Uh it is absolutely the best tasting coffee that you can have. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small batch coffee roaster that just makes some of the best coffee you'll ever eat. Freshest coffee you can get. Why? Because most of the coffees that they have are roasted and shipped the same day or close to it. It's right here in your backyard in Georgia. They only roast current crop specialty grade coffee. When I say coffees from around the world, I mean like Kenya, Sumatra, Brazilian rainforest coffee. Like I don't even know how to get this stuff. But it all is phenomenal. Uh, it is great. And you guys should try Huge selection again, get coffees from all over the world. Organic, fair trade, direct trade, expertly crafted blends, espresso, flavored coffees, gourmet teas, and more roasted right here in your backyard. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today to take a full look at their menus of coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout to get 15% off your first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. All right, uh, let's get to the Atlanta Braves here. We're going to start the second half on a very high note. Well, at least on a business high note. I should say more of Liberty Media is happy about this episode than the Braves are. But as they open up this series here with the Angels, um, advanced ticket sales show that the Braves will return the truest park from the all-star break Friday night and the customers are surpassing 2 million in home attendance already. It looks like it's going to be reached on Saturday night, uh, the middle game of the interleague series against the Angels. So, um yeah, it looks like all three games of this weekend are going to be a sellout, um, as did 24 of the 51 games before the break. And eh, this is what winning a World Series does, man. It puts butts in the seats. And so, yeah, uh, this is a good thing for the Braves. It's a great ballpark. Uh, hopefully now, on a side note, Major League Baseball will get off their keister and return an all-star game back here to Trish Park after the chicanery that they pulled uh, two years ago. I don't want to get into it. If you disagree with me, I don't care. It was crap. It was junk. Uh, and and anybody saying otherwise is not being objectively factual about how things went down. That said, an all-star game should be coming to the Park here very, very soon. It uh, should not be made to wait. Speaking of waiting, uh, Braves fans can't wait to see Shirley Otani, But I'm sure that Charlie Morton can get. This is a big start for Charlie Morton here after the game. First one out of the shoot, it's Morton on the mound against sure, Sherry Uh And Morton in his last start got roughed up. And he's been, you know, he had, a, he had a stretch there of three or four starts that were really good. But for the most part, he's been inconsistent. He's got a four five four ERA on the year. Um, you know, he's given up uh, 87 hits in 99 innings along with 37 walks. So he's got a whip that's up there. And um, this year he has been sort of uh, – he's been slightly better at home than on the road uh, in certain categories, but in others, not so much. Um, He's certainly been a lot worse at night this year than he has during the day. So starting during the day, his ERA at night is 5.1. His ERA during the day is 3.8. So make of that what you will. But this is a tough Angels lineup. Otani, Trout, and more. Uh, And this is a start for me that I'm going to look at Charlie Morton and go, how quickly can he get right and this will sort of, again, help to detail what Alex Anthopoulos needs to do at the at the all. trade deadline, rather than at the all-star fast. At the trade deadline to see if he needs to go acquire more starting pitching. Morton's going to get two more turns probably before he has to make a decision, maybe three. I mean, Morton has got to pitch better. So I think this is a big start. I think a, a good start tonight could give him a whole boatload of confidence going forward, and I'm hopeful that that's what he's going to do. I'm hopeful that that's where this is going to end up, with Morton returning the form. If he doesn't, there are some questions to answer, and how much more you're going to continue to have faith in, especially as you're trying to get into a pennant race down the stretch. Remember, we talked about the schedule all this week. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to have consistent starters. Now, again, the Braves score a lot of runs, so Morton doesn't have to be great to get W's. He's just got to be good but you can't get rocked around like you did in this last start. And you can't give away games to bad teams like the Angels. For as much as their lineup is good you know Tane is special and Trout is a forever MVP, um, that's a losing team overall for a reason. And the Braves should take advantage. Make sure you guys check out the Braves post test tonight after the Braves game. That'll do it for me here on this Friday. It has been a great week. Appreciate you guys always checking out A to Z here on Lockdown Sports Atlanta. And certainly appreciate all the love for the Locked On Sports Atlanta Network. Thank you guys for being part of everything we do. Back on Monday. You guys have a great weekend. Don't forget to crap, anybody. See ya. Hey, Prime members.